Chapter Twenty Two of Household Puzzles by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty Two Light. There is one young lady in that society that I attended yesterday, Warren, who needs my help, said Mrs. Laporte, as she stirred her coffee slowly and thoughtfully. Only one, answered Mr. Harper, laughing. I expected you to find at least a dozen. There were interesting faces, but this one is in trouble. Who is she? Her name is Randolph. I did not learn much more about her. Mrs. Hitchcock, with whom I was sitting, seemed to know very little about her. Which of the Randolphs is she? Are there two of them? I only saw this one. She led the devotional exercises. Mr. Harper opened his eyes very wide. I do not know which of them it can be he said quickly. Grace and Maria are neither of them Christians, and Miss Ermina, ah, I know, it was probably their cousin, Miss Faith. It was Ermina, Mrs. Laporte said positively. I remember hearing someone speak her name. I don't think it could have been, her brother answered quite as positively. I am sure she would never have led in devotional exercises. You have mixed the people up. It was some other young lady." Warren, I never mix up a face that looks just as hers did, and I want to meet her. You must take me to call. In the evening? Why, no. You know I can't go out evenings just now. She is engaged during the day. She is a sewing girl. Is she? Then she must come to me. She can come to tea and have a quiet little evening with me afterward. And you'll see that she gets home. Won't you, Warren? I could said Mr. Harper quietly. But, Louise, there are people who will think it very strange in you to single out one young lady and invite her to tea while you ignore all the others. Warren, said Mrs. Laporte, as she pushed away her empty coffee cup, I don't mean to ignore anybody, and you know I don't care for what they think about my doings. You will manage this matter for me, will you not? Why, I'll try replied Mr. Harper, as he arose. But, Louise, you keep me in perpetual wonderment as to what out-of-the-way thing you will require of me next. Mrs. Laporte smiled as she responded, An effort to help anyone who needs help ought not to be an out-of-the-way matter. So it came about that Ermina Randolph, standing before her mirror, the same in which Helen had so complacently surveyed herself in the lavender silk, combed out the dark hair, while Mrs. Monroe sat by the window with a discontented expression on her fair face. Presently she asked, "'Ermina, how in the world did she come to invite you to tea?' "'She didn't come. It was Mr. Harper who came.' "'Well, Mr. Harper, then.' "'He came on foot, I think,' said Ermina, provokingly. "'Don't talk nonsense,' was Mrs. Monroe's impatient remark. "'You understand what I mean.' How happened she to single you out for the favor? I have not the honor of the lady's confidence to the degree that enables me to answer that question. All I know is that Mr. Harper invited me in his sister's name, and I'm going if I ever get ready. Well, all I have to say is don't be too sure of a good time. The old aunt will take you in from head to foot. Oh, didn't I tell you Mrs. Laporte is boarding at the Sage House? Mr. Harper said that his sister was unwilling to add to her household. Mrs. Munroe toyed listlessly with the curtain tassel, 
admiring the dainty fingers set off with brilliant jewels, but the dissatisfied expression still lingered. "'How do you happen to know so much about her affairs? Who told you?' "'Mr. Harper did.' "'He seems to be very communicative. He must think you are immensely interested in what concerns them.' "'It was a remarkable thing that he should tell me to come up to the sage house to tea, instead of going a mile out to his aunt's, and then add to it that his sister wouldn't allow their aunt to have any more company, and so boarded in town. She isn't his sister at all, she is only a half-sister. I can't help it, he told me where she boards, if she isn't his sister, and they think as much about each other as if they were double brother and sister instead of half. Pin this ribbon, won't you, Helen? I am late, but I told them I wouldn't come from my sewing until six. You must drag in your sewing at every possible moment. What was the use of saying that? Ermina laughed. I don't drag it in, she said good-humouredly. It drags me. There is no getting away from it, either physically or mentally. We'll go down to the hotel table, shall we not? Mrs. Laporte said, as the gong sounded. Would you like it better than tea in my room? Yes said Ermina, speaking out her mind as usual. I never took tea at a splendid hotel. I should like it. Everything is very pleasant about the house, and there are some very pretty ladies among the boarders. Do you like to look at pretty faces? Yes, said Ermina, smiling. I like to, but I didn't suppose it was proper to say so. Why in the world shouldn't you? Oh, I don't know. I thought we must be indifferent to beauty, superior to it, you know. I hope never to become so, Mrs. Laporte said, laughing. Why, dear friend, don't you suppose there will be wonderful beauty in heaven? I don't know, Ermina said, her face suddenly clouding. I know precious little about heaven, and what I do know has extremely little to do with beauty. But your question in some way reminds me of what your brother said we must ask you. What is that? I hope he isn't trying to puzzle me. He is very fond of that occupation. It is we who are puzzled, my cousin Faith and I. You were to enlighten us. It is the old question of expenditure, where necessities end and luxuries commence, and how far tastes are to be gratified, whether starving bodies and souls, or aesthetic tastes, are to be uppermost. Mrs. Laporte drew a long breath. It is an immense question, she said. I don't wonder you were bewildered. I know I often am. I hardly know why Warren should have sent you to me. It is one of my puzzles. In fact, I am right in the midst of it. I struggled over it terribly until I suddenly discovered that what made it so strangely complicated was, I was trying to solve it for everybody. When I stopped that and went to work in my own little corner of it, it was still sufficiently confusing, but not nearly so bad. Ermina looked with a steady, earnest gaze at the earnest face before her. I wish, she said, speaking with intense energy, I wish I could ask you ever so many questions. You may. I like to ask questions myself. I'm always doing so. I give you the right to ask me any question you please. Then I don't think you understand what I mean. It is like this. For instance, you have a silk dress on? I understand you perfectly. Why don't I wear a calico instead? That is one of my bewilderments. 
in the first place then i have to go to places where people would think that i insulted them if i came in so simple a dress but why should they if everybody wore them think of the saving i know it but now you see you are trying to straighten other people's tangles everybody won't and you and i can't make them we have to take the world as we find it so you must grant me that i thought i ought to have a nice dress now for the rest of the story i made my dress something of a study i paid a great deal for it in the first place i got it of mr hampton it is not fashionable to trade there mr hampton is a young man he cannot buy largely he hasn't an immense variety he is struggling to do business on perfectly strict principles which makes his progress much slower i buy my dresses there for all these reasons i know i have helped mr hampton more in buying silk than in buying calico then i had it made at kate morgan's she is a quiet little sewing girl who has nice taste and conscientious principles nobody would trust her with their silk dresses to make they gave her their calicoes and calicoes were not profitable dresses to make for the reason that being only calico people will not pay much for having them made i give her my silks she does them well and others are discovering it i see said ermina gravely there is a principle underlying it all it is the first time i ever imagined that there could be any principle in silk dresses then there is another view of it you know my silk dress costs much more than a pretty cambric but it will last much longer i know but if such expensive materials could be utterly banished wouldn't there be a saving of money i don't feel quite sure even of that because as soon as you make it fashionable not to wear silk and poplin and take up cambrics and muslins they immediately become the fashionable and so the expensive goods that belongs to other people's part of the confusion the part which we cannot control and now my dear the second gong is sounding we must go down to tea i shall be ready for the other questions when we return i don't need to ask them ermina said smiling i can pick it out for myself i see it as a regular geometrical problem but based on a real foundation and i can study it out only this is there or do you arrange all your expenses in the same way i try to bonnets are to be bought of those who are trying to make honest honourable bonnets and who are meeting with difficulties and reverses there are such people everywhere if only you will take the trouble to look for them but mrs laporte i couldn't work from your standpoint i haven't the money it is not my standpoint that you ought to work from my friend you have a foothold and should have an outlook of your own two persons hardly ever commenced at the same point to work out an intricate pattern in embroidery but the work is the same when completed your motto and mine and the motto of all christ's followers is alike whatsoever ye do do all to the glory of god i don't see how my long and short seams that i am perpetually making on a sewing machine can glorify god i'm sure ermina said somewhat moodily as she followed her hostess down the long winding stairs don't you mrs laporte said smiling back at her from the first landing if you are careful that the machine skips no stitches leaves no treacherous ends of thread and is in short as perfect in its work as you can make it 
do you not prove that you are a conscientious worker and is not a proven conscientious christian glorifying god in the spot where he has placed her ermina laughed that would make glorified work of the very sweeping and dusting and dishwashing of life if only one could feel it she said trying to speak lightly but her eyes shone a little as she said in a softened voice it is beautiful theory anyhow it is more than theory mrs laporte said emphatically it is bible do all to the glory of god there must be a way to make the glory this was not the most important conversation that occurred during that evening the talk which had the most to do with ermina's life during all her future had its summing up in a few sentences which mr harper spoke as he walked with her down the brightly lighted streets of the city did you receive any enlightenment in regard to the question which puzzled you when i met you downtown he asked and ermina was prompt with her answer on that and on many other questions yes there is light but it doesn't light me such talk is utterly new to me i never knew that christianity meant so much i know it means nothing of the kind to me so i cannot be a christian at all unconsciously to herself perhaps ermina had been hiding behind this shadow feeling that somehow it lessened the weight of pain and responsibility if such living was christianity why then it could not be that she was a christian if she were not why then she could not be expected to live according to the christian rule but she had been a professor of religion for ten years people thought of course she was a christian she expected mr harper to say something of the sort and she was prepared to combat his words to prove to him that such living as hers could not be called by that honored name and then she hoped and believed that he would assure her that there were different degrees of attainment in the christian life that all could not be expected to live alike and so soothe the pain and unrest of her weary life she was not prepared for the quiet gentle penetrating question do you not wish to be how simple the question was and yet how strangely solemn did she she felt the thrill of her own repeated query in every nerve oh she certainly did wished it so much that she wanted the privilege of clinging to the miserable little rag of hope that she had you know if you do he said not waiting for her audible answer the way is so simple and plain before you in one sense it is of very little consequence whether you were a christian yesterday or not the important point is will you be one to-night to-night she repeated how strangely that narrowed one down why didn't he say to-morrow that was so near at hand and yet it gave one a breathing space he answered the thought embodied in the tones of her voice yes to-night because to-morrow is not yours it is a very commonplace expression yet did you ever think how true it was did you ever think of the many commonplace apparent trifles around you either of which might cause your death in a moment i sometimes think of them and try to calculate their number until i am amazed that we escape them and live on now if you really are uncertain as to whether the question between you and god is unsettled it is folly in you to be unafraid of death you are a reasonable being you have perceptive faculties therefore with the momentous question of life unsettled of course you are afraid to go away from life 
if there were no other motive to prompt you this reasonable fear of being called before you are ready to answer should lead you to determine the question to-night will you they stood on the doorstep now and ermina randolph will never forget the throbs of her heart as she waited trying to answer the question to her own heart her intense positive nature shrank from committals of any sort he varied the question a little will you tell me your decision the next time i meet you and neither of us are able to tell so simple a thing about our lives as when or where that will be the question seemed almost as hard to answer as the other but she answered it after a little with a steady resolute ring in her voice yes i will End of chapter 22